I love this so much. Woo! It's kind of hot. Better put this down. All right, welcome everybody to SunSpark Labs. Are you excited to be here? Oh, no, no. Let's try it again. Are you guys excited to be here? Yes! Yes! Woo! We have some great experiments coming up for today. And uh, we have a, a, a group, a special group this morning that's going to help us with our motion. Ready? Where's my nifty nitrogens? All right. Nifty nitrogens come right here. Right here, up in front. Real quick, because we got to make this speedy. Speedy like my experiment. All right. Now, they're going to help us do the Sun Spark Labs, and we're going to do it all together. Are you ready? So everybody stand up. Everybody stand up. Here we go. On the count of three, we lift our hands, wiggle our fingers, and we shout, Sun Spark Labs. Ready? One, two, three. Sun Spark Labs! All right, well, let's sing what song we learned yesterday about God. You guys can have a seat. All right, let's sing. That was absolutely fantastic. Well, today we are learning about God's plan, which goes like this. For us to know 
him. So let's do that together. God's plan is for us to know him. And we'll be learning all day about how God wants us to love and know him. And how God sent his son Jesus to earth and gave us the Bible, his word, so that we could know him better. Well, yesterday, Professor Petrie and Sally made a huge mess on stage. What did they spread around everywhere? Do you remember? Toilet paper. It was just going everywhere. It was flying. Well, and they also taught us about how cause and effect works, right? And how sin separates us from God. Well, I think they're going to teach us more about another spark principle. Does everybody know what time it is? Showtime! It's time for the SunSpark Lab Show, brought to you by our friends at SunSpark Labs. Please welcome our host, Professor Peter Petrie. What I do without my lab assistant, Sally. Please give her a warm welcome. Has anyone seen Sally? Oh dear. Oh, I hope she's not mad at me because I made her clean up all the toilet paper yesterday. Uh, Professor Petrie? Yes. Hi, Lizzie. Hi. Uh, so, it sounds like Sally can't make it today. It's something about air pressure verification paper. Oh. <laughs> uh, but she let me use her lab coat and uh, gave me her clipboard, so I can help you if you want. Excellent, excellent. Great. Well, I'm all ready to get going. <laughs> <laughs> you are? Oh, well, that's perfect. Getting going is what we are talking about today. What do you mean, Professor? Our spark principle for today is about motion or getting going. The principle states that an object's at rest stay at rest until a force puts them into motion. That's right. That's like, remember how you were talking yesterday about how sin separates us from God? Yeah, yeah. Well, so people are stuck in their sin, separate from God, until Jesus came and put God's force in motion. <laughs> Excellent. So let's put today's demonstrations in motion. Um, have you seen my, I had, I had a balloon, and I'm not sure where I put it. Uh, I don't have pockets. And... <laughs> oh, <laughs> here it is. <laughs> Anyways, okay. Today's this balloon is going to help us demonstrate the spark principle. Hey, Professor. Yes, Sally. Yes, Lizzie. Sorry. <laughs> I'm so used to calling her Liz Sally. Yes. Did you just call that a balloon? Well, yes, I did. Why? You mean it's not an elastic stretcheroo thingamabob or something? <laughs> Don't be silly, Lizzie. It's just a balloon. However, before we begin, I need a volunteer with really good eyesight. <laughs> uh, good eyesight, good eyesight. Mm. Do you have good eyesight? Why don't you come up? 
And what's your name? Eli. Eli? Yes. Oh, everyone, this is Eli. Let's give Eli a warm welcome. <laughs> All right. Oh, there you are. Now, I, Eli, I need you to come here and keep a very close eye on this balloon. I, and report to all of us what you see. Are you ready? Okay. Are you ready? Ready. All right. Drum roll, please. Look close. Look close. Ta-da! Now, can you tell everyone what the balloon did? You did that, right? Yeah, you watched it very carefully. Are you sure it didn't do anything? No, it just kind of laid there. Don't be shy. You can tell us what it did. Anything? Did it move? No. Well, of course you didn't see anything. That was the whole point. You see <laughs> this balloon beautifully, beautifully demonstrated that an object at rest stays at rest. It didn't move at all, did it? Oh, good job. Good Thank job. You so Thank much. you. You can go back to your seat. Let's give Eli a very <laughs> warm welcome and applause. Yes. <laughs> Professor. Yes. Why don't we show everyone what happens to an object when a force puts it in motion? Well, oh, certainly. Now, this balloon isn't moving, but if I let it go, what will happen? That's right. It will go shooting across the room, glad to be free of captivity. It will try to move as far away from me as possible. Uh, Professor. Yes? That's not it. It's not? No. See, the air inside the balloon pushes against the air outside of the balloon, and the air movement causes it to move and shoot ah. across the roof. Hmm. Well, that sounds like fun. Let's give it a try. Oh. <laughs> <laughs> oh, that was fun. Now, why don't we get some lab assistants to help me? Look and see. Ah, look and see if there is a balloon under your seat. Excellent. <laughs> you have one? Excellent. There, if it's there, blow it up, let it go, and see what happens. Did everyone blow up their balloons and let them go? Let them fly! <laughs> Two more? Good job! <laughs> All right. Now, can I have your attention, please? If you see a balloon, put it back under your chair or just leave it where it is. 
We don't want any flying around during the next part of the professor's demonstration. All righty then. Who knows what this is? A ball? Why no! It's a motion detection sphere. I thought everyone knew that. Anyway, I'm going to place this motion detection sphere right on the stool here. What do you think would happen if Lizzie smacked it with the bat? <laughs> That's right. That's right. It would go flying across the room. <laughs> but what if Lizzie, were, if I were to put an opposite force? Well, why don't you hit the bat? All I'll right. put the opposite force. All right. We're going to have, we're going to switch roles. And we're going to have Lizzie put the opposite force against the, the motion detection sphere. <laughs> All right. Now, wait. This isn't going to hurt, is it? <laughs> I don't know. But you might want to ask yourself why I didn't ask for a volunteer from the audience. Uh-oh. <laughs> Drum roll, please. Hey, that didn't hurt at all. <laughs> <laughs> now let's see what happens if I hit the motion detection sphere and your hand isn't there. Ooh. <laughs> 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 that was fun. Let's do that again. <laughs> all right. <laughs> okay. Here's some more, Professor. One more time. All right. I think we'll do that one more time. All right, here we go. <laughs> All right, if you catch a motion detection sphere, just hold on to it for right now. All right, Lizzie? Yes? Did you get it? Here it is, Professor. The mega, mega motion detection sphere. <laughs> All right. Your attention, please. You see, those beach motion detection spheres flew pretty far and didn't hurt when you caught them, did they? What do you think will happen when I hit the mega power motion detection sphere? It's as heavy as a bowling ball. <laughs> <laughs> Let's find out. Oh, everybody look out. All righty then. I didn't hit it. Oh, I got really close. Try again. Try again. Was that what you expected? <laughs> no? Wait, shh. I can't hear what the professor's going to tell us. Please be quiet. So that wasn't what you expected? No? Well, here's what happened. You see, 
the smaller detection spheres are filled up with air and air floats. So when we hit the beach sphere, it floated on the air. Uh, professor, that's not it. It isn't? No. It, see, the bowling ball... You uh, mean the mega power motion detection sphere? Yes, sorry. <laughs> the mega power motion detection sphere is a lot heavier than the beach motion detection spheres. <laughs> and so the term we use is mass. It has a lot more mass, and therefore it takes a lot more force to move it. The more mass an object has, the more force it takes for it to move. Huh. Well, that makes perfect sense, Lizzie. <laughs> Thank you so much for explaining that. Imagine what a powerful force Jesus was when he came into the world. Because he wow. came, and that changed everything. That's <laughs> right. Our spark principle today says... Objects at rest stay at rest until a force puts them in motion. People were stuck in God's sin, and Jesus came and put God's plan in motion. Thanks for joining us today, and we hope to see you again tomorrow. Well, yesterday we saw an amazing demonstration of cause and effect, where Dr. Cool put some cool things in a beaker and it went all over the place. What do you think Dr. Cool will do today to show us our spark principle of motion? Well, let's find out. Let's go to Sun Spark Labs. like totally excited McKid, for another day of rad experimentation and stuff. I'm a little stressed out because my experiment is at an extremely volatile place right now. I have a compound in this Bunsen burner that has to be raised slowly to exactly 99.5 degrees Celsius, then shut off. If that doesn't happen, my whole experiment is ruined. So I hope we finish demo time before I have to shut it down. All right, cool. Here we go. John 14.6 is what we're going to be looking at today, right? Thank you. So let me set this up for you, dudes. Jesus is encouraging his disciples. He's like, dudes, I am going to go on ahead of you and prepare the way for you. And when the time comes for you to join me, you are totally going to know the way. And Thomas is like, dude, no way. And Jesus is like, dude, way. And Thomas goes, Dude, Jesus, how are we going to know the way? No way. We can't possibly know the way. No way. And Jesus is like, here's the deal. I am the way, the truth, and the life. Nobody comes to the Father except through me. And that's John 14, 6. He's basically saying, if you've seen me, you've seen the way. You've seen the Father. God and I are the same, right? And so Philip is like kind of obtuse, I guess. Maybe not a good listener, because he's like, can you show us what God the Father's like? Can you please show us God the Father? And Jesus is like, dude, I equal God the Father, bro. It's the same thing, right? 
And then the disciples are like, no way. Demo time! Let's go! Let's go, people! All right, people, before you, we have a 55-gallon drum. Skylar, why don't you take a look in there and tell me what's inside? Nothing. Correct. But we are going to fill that drum with a bunch of ping pong balls. Yes. Now, who can tell me exactly what those ping pong balls are doing? According to my calculations, if we consider Earth's gravitational pull, factor in the Pythagorean theorem, Einstein's theory of relativity, and we equate the factorial with the collective circumference of the ping pong balls, we Nothing. Nothing is happening. That is exactly dead on correct, Stephen. But what if we hang out and just wait for a while? What's going to happen then? Uh, nothing. Exactly, which is why we're going to get rid of this 55-gallon drum and bring in another one. But this time, we're going to do things a little bit differently. This time, we're going to take a bottle, and we're going to put some liquid nitrogen in it. We're going to cap that bottle off and put it down inside the drum and pour the ping pong balls over it, all right? Then the liquid nitrogen is going to start to evaporate and the bottle is going to start to expand. Then let's see what happens to those ping pong balls, all right? All right. Skylar, what's the difference between this barrel and the first one? The first barrel didn't do anything, but the second barrel, it went BOOM! <laughs> Boom skis, yo, that's awesome. You have a way with words, you know that. And Melissa, do you uh, have something to add here? Yes. Yes, the balls in the first barrel stayed at rest because they weren't acted upon by an outside force. But the balls in the second barrel move because they're acted upon by the force of eruption. It's the second law of motion. Exactly, the second law of motion. And Stephen, how does that connect with what we read in the Bible today? Well, the disciples are like the ping pong balls, and Jesus is the force that moves them. So I guess he moves all of us.
Exactly, dude. Remember yesterday when we talked about how sin is the cause and the effect is separation from God? Well, things would still be that way if it wasn't for what Jesus did for us. When he died on the cross, he took the punishment that we deserve for our sins. He's the outside force that makes us right with God. All right, I know you guys have a grip of work to do, so let's get back at it, and I'll see you tomorrow for demo time, right? Let's do it. What? Are you serious? No, come on. Melissa, are you okay? You don't look so good. Yeah, I'm good. I'm fine. I just haven't gotten enough sleep. Maybe you should go take a nap. Well, <laughs> I'd love to, but if I don't shut this Bunsen burner off when the temperature reaches exactly 99.5 degrees, all my work is ruined. <sighs> Let me tell you what. Why don't you go take a nap, and I'll take care of this for you. Uh, that's nice of you, Skylar, but I'm heating this up very slowly. It could take hours. You have your own work to do, and if you want a shot at this permanent position, I suggest you do not fall behind. <laughs> Melissa, it's fine. I don't stand a chance against you and Steven anyway. Go take a nap. I'll take care of it. Wow. I don't know what to say. Are you sure? <laughs> Absolutely. Thank you. Wow. Thank you. Uh, high five? So an object stays at rest until something sets it in motion. And God's plan was set in motion when he sent Jesus to earth. And our question today, in our Q&A, the question is, how do we know what God is like? And there are several important reasons God sent Jesus to earth. And one of them is in our answer. In our answer it says, when we read the Bible, we read about Jesus, we learn about God too. So, so God gave us his word, the Bible, so that we can learn about Jesus and so that we could know about him. That is so awesome. So uh, let's, let's see what Jesus says about it in John chapter 14, verses 6 and 7, our Bible verse for today. It says, this is Jesus Jesus answered and said to him, I am the way, the truth, the life. No one comes to the Father except through me. And if you knew me, you would have known my Father also. So what does Jesus say that he is? He is the way. He is the way to know God. Absolutely. And, and Jesus goes on to say that if you know Jesus, you know the Father. But if you don't know Jesus, you don't know the Father. So God gave us his word the Bible, so that if we read about Jesus, 
we can know about God and know God too. Well, let's review what we learned about God so far with our, our hands. Remember, this is a story of God's Word in the Bible. And what we learn is, God loves me, but I have sinned. Christ died for me. If I believe, I'm in God's family. That is God's plan for you in Jesus. Now, we're work on that. We've already had some kids this morning come up to me and tell me, God loves me, I have sinned, Christ died for me, if I believe I can go to heaven, and you guys got a skin tattoo, and I want everyone who memorizes that, come and talk to me. Well, before we do our announcements for today, let's talk to Jesus in prayer. So let's take our busy fingers and get them all wrapped up. Let's close our eyes. And I want you to imagine a picture of Jesus that you've seen. Picture Jesus in your mind, and we're going to talk to him. Dear Jesus, thank you for loving me and coming to earth to die for me so that I can be forgiven. Help me believe in you and know God. Jesus.